Hey, SCF Student Ministries, Devin here. Excited to be back with you. I hope that you all had a, a good spring break, whatever that looked like. If you got to go somewhere or you were just staying at home, uh, working on homework, whatever it was, I hope that it was restful and relaxing. Um, excited to be bringing you the last week of our Lost and Found series that we've been going through. Um, I'm going to start this off with a little bit of a different question. Um, I just want to think in your own head, are you someone that likes uh, bitter food, uh, bittersweet chocolate, um, whatever it might be? There's there's certain foods right that have that bitter taste. Are you some one of those people that likes that? Right? There's a there's a fact that says that the reason that you may or may not like um, that bitter flavor is actually something to do with your genes. Uh, about 25% of people have a special taste receptor that makes them extra sensitive to the taste of bitter foods. So if you have that special taste receptor, uh, these bitter foods might cause you to make like that that cringing face, right? Like that you're kind of like can't handle the flavor, right? Because you're extra sensitive to it. Um, so I'm guessing we've, most of us, I mean, three quarters of us make this face when we have something bitter, whatever. Um, but Bitter actually has another meaning, right? It has another meaning to it, right? It's not just a just a type of food or whatever it is, right? So, so what does bitter mean? What does it mean to be bitter towards someone? Uh, what are some reasons a person might become bitter? Um, to be bitter means to be angry, hurt, or resentful because you think that you've been treated poorly or unfairly. Uh, you might be tempted to become bitter when someone else hurts you or gets something you wanted. Maybe they're liked more, appreciated more, or treated better than you, um, or better than you think they deserve, right? Um, here at church, when we talk about people being lost, like we've been for, for the last few weeks, right? Uh, we're often talking about people who don't know Jesus, uh, but today we're actually going to be ta- dis- uh, talking about and we're going to discover that the people Jesus called lost aren't always the people that we might expect, right? Um, I mean, I can remember uh, a time, I mean, it caused me to feel a little bit lost. I had like a awkward, bad breakup with uh, my first girlfriend when I was in college, right? And I mean, for a while afterwards, I was pretty bitter towards her, right? Like I felt like I was pretty hurt um, and upset. And uh, yeah, and I just, I felt bitter towards her for a while until I just got over it myself. Um, but honestly, it, it it was pretty negative of me to do that. I, I mean, it's an emotion that you have, but it's not something that I should, I shouldn't have been bitter about it. Um, cause it, it really negatively impacted my impact of, um, me, the, the person that I was bitter towards and, and God as well. Um, and it, it can be discouraging when you feel like you're doing everything right, um, but you're not getting the recognition you deserve, or that someone else is doing everything wrong, but they never seem to face any consequences, right? It doesn't seem fair. Uh, when we think we've been treated unfairly, our feelings of frustration, self-pity, and anger can grow over time, and until one day we realize we've gotten lost in our own bitterness, right? Um, so here's a quick like little recap, right? Throughout this series, we've been looking at one chapter of the Bible— Um, This chapter recounts a series of stories that Jesus once told about things that were lost and then found. Uh, Each story communicates a different and important truth. Uh, These stories aren't historical stories, right? They're the parables that Jesus told, stories that he told in in order to teach an important truth. Um, 
And Jesus was telling these stories specifically to the Pharisees, who were religious leaders who had become arrogant, self-righteous, and dismissive of people who they believed were sinful. Jesus told the series of stories to help the Pharisees uh, to see how wrong they were about themselves, others, and towards God, right? First, Jesus told a story about a lost sheep, and uh, that was to show the Pharisees that God isn't angry or judgmental when we wander away. Instead, God finds us and carries us lovingly back to safety. Uh, Next, Jesus told a story about a woman and her lost coin to show the Pharisees God doesn't give up on us uh, when we wander away. Instead, God values and keeps looking for us. After that, Jesus told a story about a son who selfishly left his family and he squandered all his money but was welcomed home again by his father anyway. And so we read most of that story two weeks ago uh, before spring break, but we're not quite finished with it yet. Um, so even a little bit more recap, right, of the prodigal son, uh, the, the son wants, um, his inheritance early. He asked his father, uh, which was an incredibly selfish thing to do, basically telling his father that he, uh, valued the money more than his own father's life, right? Like you're no good to me until I get my money is essentially what he was saying. He takes the money, goes away, has a bunch of fun for a little bit eventually blows all his money. There's a big famine in the land. Uh, he ends up having to try and make money somehow. He ends up uh, so poor and broken that he's actually eating the the pig's food of a pig farmer that he's trying to work for to make money. He gets a job feeding the pigs, and he's eating their food, right? Um, so like we talked about last week, one of the things that we can learn from this story is that Jesus always welcomes us back no matter how far we wander away from him. And I don't know for sure, but I'm guessing the Pharisees thought this was the end of the story, right? I mean, if I were them, I might be thinking, okay, Jesus, we get it. God loves everyone and is happy when all the lost sheep, the coins, uh, and the sons of fathers, they come home. Got it. You can stop telling us all these stories all right in a row, right? Um, But Jesus' story had... Uh, a bit of a twist compared to the other ones, right? Jesus' goal in telling these stories wasn't only to help the Pharisees be more compassionate about about lost people. He needed to see, uh, or he needed them to see they were actually the lost ones that he's talking about, right? Uh, so we're going to read from Luke chapter 15. Um, start with 25 through 27, if you're following along. Meanwhile, the older son was in the field. When he came near the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked him what was going on. Your brother has come, he replied, and your father has killed the fattened calf because he has him back safe and sound. So this guy's younger brother had finally come home, right? Their dad was so excited he had given his youngest son gifts, planned a party, uh, and then asked his other son to help get dinner ready. So what do you think this older brother did next? Um... Maybe A, you think he he killed two calves on his own, right? Uh, B, throws a tantrum, a temper tantrum, even though he's an adult in this situation, right? Uh, Third, he asked for his inheritance uh, to move on. Which one one sounds the most likely, right? Um, So we're going to keep reading and you can see his response, right? 28 uh, through 32 says, The older brother became angry and refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him, but he answered his father, Look, All these years I've been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders, yet you never gave me even a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours who has squandered your property with prostitutes comes home, you kill the fattened calf for him. 
My son, the father said, you are always with me and everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So as you can see, the father's response to the younger brother deeply upset the older brother. He couldn't believe his little brother came back and was accepted instead of punished at all, right? He was frustrated that he had done everything right his whole life, but no one had ever thrown a party for him. And he didn't want to celebrate his brother was back, or because his brother was back, he wanted to sulk in what he perceived as an unfairness. And I think we could all agree that, right, that like looking at it from his perspective, it does seem a little unfair, right? The older brother was bitter. He felt like he'd earned his father's love and that his rebellious and untrustworthy little brother didn't deserve it. Uh, maybe you guys have felt the same things, right? I don't think the father in this story asked his oldest son to, to help with dinner because he didn't notice his bad attitude. I think he asked because he saw how bitter his son was becoming. By asking his son to join the potter, the party, the father was confronting and exposing his son's bitterness, and it gave him a chance to choose a different path. path. Remember, Jesus told these stories in order to teach something important to the Pharisees. And yes, he wanted these religious leaders to grow in compassion for people who are lost. But Jesus also wanted the Pharisees to see how lost they were. And just like the Pharisees, the older brother believed he was doing everything right. On, on the outside, it looked that way. But on the inside, the older brother was judgmental, bitter, angry, and selfish. Jesus knew the Pharisees would think of the younger brother in this story as the lost son. But Jesus needed them to see both brothers were actually lost in different ways. And that's how it works for us now as well. Um, and then the story ends. Jesus never tells us if the older brother decided to join his father par father's party or if he stayed outside and threw himself a, a pity party. All we know is that he was invited. And that's essentially the point, right? Just like the father in the story, Jesus exposed the the father there the Pharisees bitterness and then gave him a chance to choose a different path. So now we'll fast forward years after Jesus told the story, Jesus followers were still letting the truth Jesus shared in the stories change their hearts. Uh, in the book of Titus, the apostle Paul wrote a letter to his friend Titus where he said, um, in that book. So if you, if you scroll through your Bible and find the book of Titus in chapter three, verses three through six, it says, um. At one time, we too were foolish, disobedient, deceived, and enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures. We lived in malice and envy, being hated and hating one another. But when the kindness and love of God, our Savior, appeared, He saved us. Not because of righteous things we had done, but because of His mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom He poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ, our Savior. So here's what I see in this passage. Basically, that we all are a mess. None of us can earn God's love, but Jesus came to save us anyway. And Jesus doesn't just save us in eternity. He can save us right now from our bitterness, our hatred, our selfishness, and cruelty that we have here on earth. The Pharisees thought they knew exactly who was lost, but they were so busy judging other people that they missed the fact that they were lost as well. The father invited his oldest son to join the party. Jesus invited the Pharisees to join his party. And Jesus invites in, invites you to the party as well. So where do you see yourself in this story? No matter where you are in your journey of faith right now, we all have something important to learn from Jesus. And whether you follow Jesus or not, 
Are you lost in bitterness or judgment towards others? And if you don't follow Jesus, do you think you might want to be found by him? For those of us uh, who can identify with the older brother because we've been lost in bitterness or judgment before, I'm going to talk to us first. Sometimes we make the mistake of thinking life is like a game. Like if you think of a couple athletes, maybe uh, Messi or Ronaldo or or, uh, Pat Mahomes and Lamar Jackson or uh, LeBron and Michael Jordan, um, whatever it means, um, we get fed up caught up in uh, in the competition and thinking that life is like that like those games right um if someone else someone else wins we think we lose but that's not how life works and it's definitely not how god works when someone else gets noticed it doesn't mean that no one notices us when someone else gets valued it doesn't make us less valuable when someone else gets welcomed it doesn't make us unwelcome and when someone gets a party thrown for them it doesn't mean that we're not worth celebrating Remember how he said that by inviting his son to the party, the father in this story was both exposing his bitterness and judgment and giving him a chance to make a different choice. Jesus does the same for us too. So through this par- through the through his parables, Jesus is saying to us that, that God notices you, God values you, and God always welcomes you back. And you know that person you're bitter or judgmental toward? God notices values and always welcomes them back too. So what are you going to do? Are you going to stay outside sulking or are you going to join the party? If you've been lost in bitterness or judgment recently, Jesus is inviting you to celebrate his love for the person you struggle to celebrate. That's how you get found again. Or maybe you don't identify with the older brother and you're not sure you really know the God symbolized by the loving father in this story. Maybe you need to be found by Jesus for the very first time. And if you've been spiritually lost, Jesus is inviting you to begin a new journey of faith. He's asking you to let him find you. So just like the father in this story told his son, and when lost people get found, it's always worth celebrating. Today, I hope you'll choose to celebrate what God has done and is continuing to do in others' lives. Because when someone gets found by God, Jesus invites you to the party. Thanks, guys, for for tuning in again this week. Uh, It's been fun talking about this Lost and Found series and going through these parables uh, about Jesus, uh, from Jesus with you guys uh, for the month of March. Um, I'm excited to start a new series next week, and I'll see you then.